Hi, everyone. My name's Robert Kerr. I'm the host and GM of the Dice and Decepticons podcast, an actual play podcast set in the Transformers universe. In Dice and Decepticons, Transformers made contact with the humans in the 1980s. Now, in the year 2005, a talented but awkward mech pilot and his team make a discovery that will put them squarely in the center of an intergalactic conflict. You can find Dice and Decepticons on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our Twitter, Dice Decepticons, for show notifications and updates. My name's Robert Kerr, and I'll see you next time. Hey everybody, and welcome to Silhouette Zero, Season 4, The Nine Heights of Percival Q. Stalwart. I'm your host, GM and showrunner. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. We're not going to do it. Uh, Chris Ng. I'm the player, the brother Matt. Um, and welcome to heist number two. Well, almost heist number two. Because heist number one has been completed. Percival Q. Stalwart spends Percival Q. Stalwart and Crumpet enjoy their victory. And yet in the background, experience points tumbled from above like rain. So uh, we're, we're going to spend a minute doing the gamey part of the show. If you don't like the gamey part of the show, just skip skip ahead a bit. Um, uh, keep keep running. I'm picking up some sound from somewhere. Okay. I don't I don't know how to tell him that I have not been running. I mean, I have to sit to to do this. Although I did contemplate putting up a standing version of the desk, especially when I had my back issue. But then that would mean I have to take the entire part of Silhouette Zero HQ apart, and I just I didn't feel like doing it. Oh wait, that's not true. I did go running. A little bit the other day. Okay, I got it. Oh, hey. I got it. <laughs> Was it a small mouse? No, I think I still had system sounds on my thing. Oh, yeah, and your router. Yeah. Um, at least it was not a large black cricket. <laughs> For those of you that are hiding away. Um, deep, deep cut right there. Anyway, <clears throat> so let's talk experience points. Mm-hmm. Um, I told the told the blah. I can speak. I told told. Oh I Toblerone. <laughs> I Toblerone. My neighbor Toblerone. <laughs> um, I totaled up. Oh my God! What is wrong with my nut? With my tongue? I totaled I up. Told totaled up all of the experience points. Um, that I should have been giving, but forgot. And uh, came up with about 105 experience for the entirety of heist number one. Um, and then I gave you 20 earlier, which you didn't use. So you have 125 experience to spend. Yeah. Um, so the rules are, uh, because again, this is a modified version of the game. Um, if you want to upgrade any of the skills for Huzu, mm -hmm. it costs the same as if they were... Um, career skills mm -hmm. so just just a little fyi um and then the rest is is pretty normal and while you're kind of thinking that through i'll i'll tell you what i did with crumpet um so what is kind of a drawback when you um 
are adding so much of homebrew into the game is that uh, a lot of the base talents don't really matter <laughs> a whole lot. Yeah. So when you're trying to use the talent pyramid, um, a lot of them seem kind of like, well, this would probably work if I were using the core rules, but the presence of a super spirit kind of negates the need for some of this, like uh, increasing your range band or adding a, dam a point of damage here or there. Uh, fortunately, Crumpet is, of course, very min-maxed in terms of his utility, and so it was pretty easy to figure out what talents I wanted to do. So he already had Knack for it, which was to remove two blacks, and that got upgraded twice um, in the initial build. And so every time you upgrade it, you get to add another um, area for which it applies. So his areas are Mechanics, Skullduggery, and Streetwise. He already had Rapid Reaction, which was to convert Strength Success for Initiative, Swift, which was to move through difficult terrain, and here's the two new things that I added. Uh, I added two more ranks in Inventor, so now he gets three blues anytime he is trying to use a Mechanics check to invent something out of thin air. And then one in Natural, which uh, once per session is a reroll in either Mechanics or Skullduggery. I also increased his Mechanics to three, Range to two, knowledge to one, skull dug to three. And then for Jaharl, I increase range to two and melee to two. And then there's gonna be one more thing we're gonna do with our deities, but I'll wait until uh, we'll do those at the same time. Okay. So do you do you wanna just do that right now or do you wanna do what do you wanna do? Uh yeah, we can we can do it at the same time. Okay, so, you know, thinking about what you want to do for the rest of it, um, basically here's how it goes. You can change, upgrade one of your battle aspects. So you can either increase the damage of your melee or range by one, or change one of the other um, modifiers, or I guess even add a modifier if you wanted to. So, like, if you have pierce two, you can make it pierce three. If you have crit three, you can make it crit two. Mm -hmm. Or you can upgrade one of the other two that you have. And you get to upgrade one of your talents or if you want to invent a talent you can invent a talent okay um what would the upgrades be for the existing talents so for level two shadow step mm -hmm. um there's two ways you can go with it you can either um reduce the strain requirement so right now it's one strain per turn um so you could have basically like no strain and you can just kind of like let it run in the background until you do some sort of action. Or you can uh, maintain the strain, but also add like Crumpet. So you could you could shadow step two people. Um, frantic Flap, instead of just being a last minute win wing summon, it would allow you to um, do a little hop flight. So, um, well, firstly, you're, you would land, you wouldn't have to land in prone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that'd be better. And then you could hop flight up, I would say like 12 feet. Okay. Uh, third eye is basically the same, but you don't have to roll a triumph during a perception tech check. It would only require three advantages. Um, let's upgrade frantic flap. Okie doke. In fact, I don't know. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So wing summon at the last moment to, from a fall to negate all damage is incidental and automatic. Also can summon, can summon wings for a vertical jump of 12 of approximately... 12 feet requires a maneuver. And then I wasn't sure, I didn't do Jaharl's yet. I didn't know if you wanted to put any um, any input into that. Uh, I don't have anything specific in mind. Okay. And then um, which, do you know which battle 
thing you would like to upgrade? Um, I'm going to say range damage. Okay, range damage is now seven. That's funny, because I think that's what I'm going to do with uh, Crumpet, too. Mm. I'm going to think about the talent thing. I'm not sure which one I want to use. Okay, doke. Do you want to do the rest, or uh, you want to just do that later? Uh, like my side of things. Yeah. I'm currently working on that now. Okay, dokie. If I can remember how uh points work, because I never really did it before. Oh, I can I can give you input if needed. Okay, hold on. Okay, how many points for a um career skill? Five times the rank you are going up to. Okay. Okay. Just gotta do some math here real quick. So like first rank would be five, second rank would be ten, etc. Correct. Okay. And then um non-career is the same formula but plus five. Oh, so it's multiplied and then plus five? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I should just be going mostly skills at this point. Wow, when you do all just skills, you can just kind of hop around, can't you? <laughs> yeah um refresh me on the pure ta talent pyramid so um in order to get a higher tier skill it is um you have to make sure you filled in the previous level mm -hmm. so tier one is five two is ten three is fifteen etc gotcha okay do you have a list uh i don't know let me see yeah peru give me one sec thank you Where'd it go? What the heck? Upgraded nitro. I don't want to do that. I have nitro. Hold on. Let me just extract the required pages. There we go. Boop and a boop. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. 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 Pardon me while I read real quick. It was 125, right? Correct. Okay. And you got 10 left. Okay, that'll work. I think I got it. Alrighty. Give us the rundown. Okay. So I ranked up. Uh, which of these did I rank up? Hold on. <clears throat> I ranked up cool, coordination, stealth, streetwise, vigilance, melee, range, uh, up a little bit. And then I added um, rapid reaction, sidestep, and natural. And natural is where it lets you, once per session, do a reroll. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to pick two skills. So I picked Skullduggery and Deception. Nice. All right. Well, um, I'm guessing they're going to hit a lot harder now. <laughs> Hopefully. When it comes to battle, I was kind of thinking through... Um, Crumpet stats earlier. I was like, wow, he's should be hitting almost every time now, but we'll we'll have to see how the balance goes out. It's always weird to do these modifications because I never know if they're gonna work. Um alrighty. Thus concludes the game part. Now the... we hit record. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that the experience points have settled into our heroes' minds and hearts and guardian spirits, we cut two. The next morning.
First of all, Q Stalwart, you are um, sitting in the kitchen, tea and toast at the ready, and in your hand, of course, is the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Will you please roll? Well, first, let's roll Steam Smog. Three, please. Okay, dice roller. So, one, two, three. Two teams, two smogs. Please roll me an unopposed perception check to read the newspaper. Ah, I should have ranked up perception. <laughs> <laughs> three green, two success, one advantage, and three dark side because I forgot to clear my dice. <laughs> Do you want to tap into the dark side of the force to read the newspaper? Heavens no. Not before I've <laughs> had my tea. <laughs> okay, so you're reading through the newspaper. Three articles that catch your attention, of course. First, the cleanup from the Heliolathe is going slowly. Investigators are still stumped as to the cause of the malfunction, but the king has declared that the Innovation Jubilee will continue as scheduled. My tax dollars at work. <laughs> Some political opponents have made themselves known that they are critical of this move, citing public safety concerns. The second article is an article about the strange attack on the Countess Minuet Largo's estate last night. The bootcutters were named as the instigators of, and the mayor of Ballantrop as well as the king have declared that all known bootcutters are to be rounded up and brought into custody. An unavoidable uh, circumstance. Airship tycoon and inventor extraordinaire Archer Arrow, who is one of the men who was at the uh, Heliolith that mm-hmm. night, released a small press statement stating that he will be leaving the King's Innovation Jubilee early to attend to critical business, but he assures the public that it is in no way connected to the collapse of the Heliolith. Arrow is scheduled to leave aboard his luxury airship liner, the Alexandria Elysium, the most luxurious airship ever built. You have one advantage. Which story would you like to have a little bit more information about? Uh, the airship. So, first thing you want you think about when you see the words Alexandria Elysium is actually not something you see in a newspaper, but a little inkling of a memory from the night before. If you remember, the uh, blackbirds were sort of caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the Countess asked if they could return as several items of sentimental value. Yeah. Uh, and so then when they got out to the front, they just started dumping those things onto the steps. Mm-hmm. One of those things actually had the words Alexandria Elysium on it. Huh. And uh, with uh, a weird, shocking, like, how, I guess how would it, uh, to your view, it would be like, um, well, I guess you're having a vision where the memory that you're trying to think about becomes much clearer and tinted in the same blue energy of Huzu. Is this what you're trying to remember? Oh, goodness, yes. How convenient. Indeed. Gaze upon thy memory. Um, thank you. I actually <laughs> have very good spatial memory, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and when you, you have the moment to examine that object, it, it says, um, it's a contract stating that the Countess has bought a permanent uh, suite aboard the Alexandria Elysium. Hmm. Maybe it's not too soon to call in a favor. The other thing you do think to uh, check is um, when the Alexandria Elysium is departing. Um, even though, you know, Arrow Archer or Archer Arrow is big, big hoity-toity, you know, fancy guy. 
There are strict laws within Bartona that all airship departures must be posted publicly, even if you could never possibly afford to go on it. Mm. <laughs> and so you check the, the time. The Alexandria Elysium is leaving in an hour. Oh, boy. Well, then. Seems we can't dawdle too long. You look around. There's nobody um, in the room with you. I put on my coat and my hat and grab my cane and I go down to Crumpet's uh, laboratory. Crumpet is uh, hard at work on something that you are very familiar with. The impossible seed machine. <laughs> the impossible seed machine is one of your um, one of your most beloved tricks. Um, how it works is that there is a chest and um, you Percy, go out into the audience and pick a person at random, and you hand them 12 seed packets to different flowers. Mm-hmm. And what, what you say is that this the impossible seed machine will instantaneously create whatever flower you desire. And of course, the person you know, picks a seed at random, you open the package, you drop the seed into a jar, like a glass, uh, not a jar, like a glass cylinder. Uh-huh. Then you set the glass cylinder into a velvet case resting on the top of the chest. You close the chest. You do some incantations. And then, of course, when you open the chest, the flower in question, perfectly bloomed, appears. Well, the trick to the impossible seed machine is that there are, in fact, all 12 flowers within it. And that through a very clever um, construction of magnets, ball bearings, and wires, it silently rotates within it. To whatever seed that the audience member picked. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, produces the correct flower. Uh, Crumpet, for some reason, has taken it apart. <laughs> All the flowers are on the floor. Crumpet, you, you do know that we're going to have to eat after this mission's done. <laughs> um, uh, oh, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Percy. It was just, I was thinking about this. And he holds up the canopic jar for Ariella. Okay, very good. It's just, I'm not, not sure we should just be walking around with it, you know? So you want to put flowers in it? No, no, no. I thought, I thought we could, I could uh, adjust the impossible seed machine so we could um, put it inside and then hide it there, you know? And then what will happen when our competitors come to steal our inventions? Well, they won't know it's in it, Mr. Percy. Until they take it apart. Well, it just looks like everything else we have. Uh, plus, I was thinking about possibly adding mechanical legs so it could follow us around. Oh, how quaint. I approve of this new direction you wish to take. Yep, should only take me a few more hours. Oh, unfortunately, we don't have that long. What? What do you mean? We have to be gone within the hour. But, but where are we going? Board an airship, my boy. Already? But I thought we'd have a little bit more time before we had to go on to the next mission. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Crumpet. Surely you didn't think that we had time to spare. Didn't you know that the fate of the world is rapidly approaching its end? Um, all right, I'm just going to give it a, uh, let me see if I can finish it right now. Yes, you, you do that. So I'm going to roll a hard, essentially, contraption check. So it'll be three purple. It is three yellow for mechanics, three blue for inventor. And then I wrote in my notes um, that it would be one upgrade because it's already built. So um, it's three yellow at a green, three blue against three purple. And he destroys it. <laughs> so one success, seven advantages. <laughs> Okay, so he will be able to make this thing. Basically, it'll be the secure canopic jar um, containment unit. The Ghostbusters machine. The Ghostbusters machine. Or, you know, what was that cartoon with Scooby-Doo with Vincent Price? That's just Scooby-Doo. 
Okay, true. But there was the one where he was hunting ghosts. I think it was like Pandora's box. Mm. Anyway, um, so um, would you like the mechanical legs that will follow you around? Yes. Okay. Um, would you also like to spend advantages to make it way more secure than it has been previously? Yes. I would also like to rename it after his uh, revisions. I would like him to rename it to be Pandora's box. Ah, very good. <laughs> um, what kind of security do you want on it? Like, what is the mechanism that allows someone to gain access to the true contents inside? It's probably one of those like impossible puzzles where it looks like none of the pieces can move because they're all being held in by the other pieces. Ah, a tricky little box that you can't open, but you can. Yeah, you can. and then when they do, it looks like not the canopic jar because there's a false bottom inside of it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. So there's definitely like a a basic layer of locks. But if you manage to pick that, it looks like the wrong thing. Yeah. With the canopic jars, again, in this um, preset container. So basically, once you have more than one canopic jar, for whatever reason, you could like spin the dial and select which one you wanted. Yep. <laughs> All right. So Crumpet <laughs> speedily um, assembles it. What you thought were pieces taken apart from him disassembling it were actually pieces he would pre-prepped and so basically all he had to do was screw everything in and he plugs in the power source of, i don't know it's probably clockwork i guess mm -hmm. gives the key you know many mighty turns and then uh it starts uh following around he hands you a small key-shaped radio transceiver uh, this is what it follows mr percy whoever's holding it um it'll follow after oh wonderful Goodness, my boy, you certainly did make it. Turn it into a Pandora's box, didn't you? Oh, I suppose that's a better name for it than the impossible seed machine, now that there's no seeds in it. And there's danger in it. <laughs> All right, Pandora's box, let's go. All right, uh, anything else you want in your house before you go? Mm, nah. I mean, he'll probably bring some of his just generic tricks that he has already in his coat anyway. All right, so you hop into the... Um, steam powered auto car mm -hmm. the one with your your name on the side and you're uh zipping through the streets as fast as you can towards the airship port the airship port is uh amongst many other airship ports it's kind of on the outskirts of the city they are massive towers that have docking stations and uh, you know the boarding connections to all of them airship ports um are open to the public. You can get all the way up to the boarding areas because, um, especially in the aero lines, because they want you to go up and be marveled at the whole thing. <laughs> Plus, they're shops, so you know. Yeah, you gotta buy buy stuff. Um, who drives? Oh, Crumpet does. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's driving. He's like, <laughs> Mr. Passy, what about the blackbirds? What about the blackbirds? Oh, are we going? Are they coming with us? Also, where are we going and why? Oh, let me ask them. They still have a mark, don't they? Uh, they do. Pardon me, Jensen, lady. Um, I'm going to be boarding an airship. Will you be in attendance? An airship? We aren't even done fencing the things we stole from the last job. Yes, well, it's leaving soon, so maybe if you want to come, it's it's an Archer aeroship. The something Elysium or whatever. The Alexandria Elysium? How'd you get tickets on there? Oh, I don't. But boy, will I get on board anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll try to make our way over there soon. Um, when are you departing? Oh, I imagine in the next 30 minutes or so. 30 minutes? We haven't even sold all of these fine pieces of silver. 
I'll just stash them in my flat and move on. Right, we'll do our best. They promised they, they, promised they would make it. <laughs> All right, then. You park, you're at the base of the airline's tower. You know, Crumpet, I know that you taught yourself, but you really should get better at driving. Sorry, Mr. Percy. We don't do it enough these days. Oh, I suppose practice is important. Should I have packed for a long trip? Possibly. I just brought my tools. Oh, oh it's wait, fine. This... We'll find clothes and such aboard. Well, we've got some stuff in the, in, in the car. Of course we do. This is our performance truck cart thing. Oh, what, what should I put in, Mr. Percy? Um, changes of clothes, costumes, you know. But, but what costumes? We're going aboard an airship, Crumpet. Obviously, right, right. we want some posh ones and some lower class for the working facilities. Right, right, right. Sorry. But we also have to be able to traverse the finer areas without being part of the upper class. So we'll also need our costumes for the wait staff or the porters or whatever. Right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot what you always tell me. Uh, pack your tops and your bottoms. Exactly. Just, you know, the normal airship lineup that we do. <laughs> so he, he quickly packs as much stuff as he can into a small trunk and he has Pandora's box and his um, tool bag. Do you also pack a trunk? Oh, yeah. He, he probably okay. already packed one <laughs> at, at the house. Okay, so you both leap out of the carriage. Um, it is five pounds each to ride the lift to the top, or you can take the stairs. Oh, we might as well take the lift. Oh, thank goodness. There's no way you'd be able to make it up there in time with both of our bags. <laughs> <laughs> you, pay, uh, you pay the lift operator... You ride it up to the top. The concourse is lovely up here. Everything is like gilded and shiny. The uh, Aero Airlines insignia is all over the place. Looks kind of surprisingly modern given the time. Uh, it's blue and white. Um, and then let's see. Okay, so the concourse has the air short the um, shops, and then it has uh, basically three main directions that you're gonna go. Mm -hmm. Or that you can go. Um, and you've been in airship ports before. You know how this goes. So there's one very grand set of stairs that will lead up to the luxury class boarding area. Now, you know from experience that the luxury class does not look guarded at all. Um, because the presence of guards would ruin the effect for the luxury class people. <laughs> but you also know it is extremely unlikely that an unknown person would be walking through that section. So, right. you know that if you try to just walk up there, someone's going to intercept you and be like, Hey, can you just show me that you're supposed to be up here? You know, don't want to make a scene. And then if you made a scene, there'd be a lot of heavily armed guards showing up pretty much right away. There's another level um, on this level, which leads to the second class. Um, let's see. How much would you know about Archer Arrow airships? Do you want to roll knowledge, or do you want to flip for, like, having background experience in this? Let's roll. Okay, let's do a group, huh? Okay. So, Crumpet has a yellow and two green for knowledge. Okay. I would say this is probably three purple. Okay, yellow and two green versus three purple. Oh, and a blue. One success, one advantage. All right. What you would know is that a expensive airship like this, especially the Alexandria Elysium, it's going to be mostly second class. Um, 
Whereas a normal airship is probably going to try to stuff itself to the gills with third class passengers. Mm -hmm. They just don't bother. They just sell mostly to the second class and then the luxury class for here. So the, the second class here, there are more present guards. Um, there's a lot more people checking things in. Um, there's a lot of staff around because of these are a lot of upper middle class people who are bringing way too much stuff with them. And so there's just a lot of people um, milling about on this level, getting into the second class area. There is also a stairway that will lead down to third class. Um, with your advantage, I will give you this. Um, third class is typically like spare rooms that they they didn't need for crew members. So, like it would essentially be crew quarters. But this is also if they were hiring crew that didn't work directly for the corporation uh, or entertainers, this is where they would check in is third class. Mm. And then you also know there's a, you know, employees only beyond this point uh, loading area. OK, there's also there's also shops. OK, Crumbit, we have a gamble to make. Don't, don't we always, Mr. Percy? Well, I suppose so. We can either attempt to go up the luxury line and say that we were given permission by the Countess to use her suite, but if she's on board, then we're in trouble. Well, I don't think she'd be going on board after every, all the events of last night, Mr. Percy. You're right. But how do we prove that we were given permission? Well, they can send a word to her. I don't know if they'd bother this... Oh, if I, mean, I throw enough of a fuss? <laughs> um, okay, Mr. Bessie, whatever you think. Or we can just go aboard the third, uh, third class. <laughs> Mr. Bessie, no matter which way we get on, we don't have a place to stay. <laughs> we'll probably have to be sleeping in the closets again. Not if, unless the Countess plan works, then we'll have a suite. But if we get aboard, can't we just go to the suite anyway if she's not using it? Oh, wonderful idea. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay, we'll go to third class and then sneak into the suite later. All right. Um, whatever you say, Mr. Percy. Sh should I change? No, you're gonna be performers. All right, so you hoof it down to the third class entrance. Mm -hmm. All right, you see there's several um, employees there. One of them stops you. Ticket, please. Ticket, crumpet. Oh, um, right, Mr. Percy. For the last time, when we're in public, I'm Mr. Cabbage. Flipping the dark side. I'm sorry. Flipping the swang point. The uh, man gives you an odd look. I'm sorry. What did you just say? I told the boy to call me Mr. Cabbage when we're in public. Uh, why is that? Because that's my name. You mean Runcible Cabbage? Yes. Right. Right. Stay right here. Oh, a fan, huh? He walks over and... Uh, into a little booth and picks up like a little phone receiver. He's looking at you. We might have to scop her. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Mr. Percy? Oh, come now, Cabbage. When has anyone picked up a telephone or thing to <laughs> while looking at you directly? Ever led to a good <laughs> circumstance. Why did you call me Mr. Cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you trying to put the blame on me? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Cabbage. <laughs> oh, roll perception, please. Too purple. Uh, do you want to group it or? Nah. Okay. Total wash. All right. <laughs> You're just <laughs> waiting around. I suppose the most important thing is that we don't look guilty. <laughs> the man puts the uh, the phone down. He steps out of the booth. He waves another man over. They both walk towards you. 
Yeah, right, Mr. Cabbage. We're gonna have to ask you to step back from the entrance line. Oh, fine. May I ask what's going on? Well, it's just a bit hard for uh, you to be in two places at the same time, wouldn't you think? Heavens no. What do you mean two? Look. What do you mean in the same two different places? He uh, he points behind you, and you see there's a big poster that says um, "Limited engagement on the Alexandria Elysium." The in inimitable runcible cabbage. <laughs> I'm not that runcible cabbage. Heavens no. <laughs> <laughs> I look nothing like the man. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> this is the deception. Um, gosh. Okay, it's... So deception would be against their willpower, their average mook. So it's two purple, but I'm going to give it two black. <laughs> This is a heck of a back battle. <laughs> um, and I'm going to flip my last smog point and, and upgrade it. So it'll be a red, a purple, and two black. Okay. Let's see. So a red, a purple, and two black, right? Mm hmm. Well, at least I can remove one of them. Oh, nice. Um, convincing deniability. Also, I always forget. Uh, one sec. Oh, ho! Let me make sure I get this right. Hooray! Okay. So. I can remove both of them because I have both plausible deniability, or no, sorry, plausible demeanor and convincing deniability. No, plausible deniability and convincing demeanor. Two different no. talents. Both of them touch <laughs> uh, deception checks. Oh man, nice. So these guys aren't polite company, right? No. Okay. Two yellow and a green versus a red and a purple. Failure, but two advantages. What do you mean you're not that runesful cabbage? Which part confused you? Look, you have the same name. Are you saying you've never met two pe different people with the same name? Well, sure, but there was like, you know, John Adams, not Runesville Cabbage. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, do you, you, are you here as a passenger or a worker? A worker, obviously. Well, then show me your working papers. Boy, the working papers. Right, um, right away, Mr. Percy. I mean, Mr. Cabbage, I mean... Look, my, it's Runesable Percy Cabbage. <laughs> the boy calls you by your middle name. Well, you see why. <laughs> Look at the confusion that's come out of this. <laughs> um, how would you like Percy to try, or how would you like Crumpet to try and um, get some working papers here? Um, good question. I mean, if you want to flip, you could just be like, something they have yeah that would make sense that all right so you see him hold out the folio of false working papers <laughs> and he flip, 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 finds one for aero airlines yanks it out hands it to you there you are um let's see what's your skullduggery rating extremely good uh it is three yellow Okay, so I'm going to have him do a perception check, which is going to be just too green for him. And I'm going to do it against your Skullduggery rating, which would be, of course, the skill you would use to create this forgery. Um, so it's two green against three red. Wait, did it roll? It did. Okay. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> uh, failure, four threats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, right. So sorry, sir. Just, uh, you know, trying to keep the... The airship's secure. Oh, yes. All those ruffians trying to sneak into third class. There's more than you might think, sir. I mean, I guess I, I guess you would know, right? 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just doing my job. I, you know, uh, no one's questioning your loyalty to the company, sir. Oh, good, good. I really, because I really need this job, sir. Everyone needs their job. <laughs> I just need everyone to start acting like it. Uh, of course, sir. Um, if there's uh, anything else we can do for you, not at this time. Come, cabbage. The guards look relieved and also confused as you walk in. Um, you glance at the papers that Crumpet handed you, and it actually says, um, Aero Airlines uh, Security Inspector, <laughs> uh, which is what the f- four threat um, <laughs> translated into. Yeah. So that not only was it like, oh, yeah, you work here, but also like, oh, you're the guy that makes sure we're doing our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you step onto the uh, Alexandria Elysium. Even in third class, it's a beautiful airship. Most beautiful you've ever been on. Mr. Percy, you mean Mr. Cabbage is actually on the airship right now? Yes, it would seem that way. Wow, good for him. Secondary objective. (laughs) If we have Uh, time, don't worry, (laughs) I haven't lost sight of the plan. If we have time, we'll throw him off the ship. Come now, the man's proclaimed to be able to fly before. Let's just, let's see him demonstrate it once more. <laughs> Mr. Percy, I think he rather likes you, you know. Well, who wouldn't? Can't blame I the think, man. I believe he thinks you're his friend. Good. <laughs> <laughs> then two pals and old chums will be walking the deck later. If we have time. <laughs> You hear a, a pleasant chime over the speakers. Attention, all passengers and staff. What a pleasant chime. The Alexandria Elysium is now departing. Please secure your positions. And uh, you hear the... <laughs> things are being detached. The Alexandria Elysium gently starts to float away. You wouldn't even really notice it if you weren't looking out the window. One of the Elysium's prides and joys is that it is is the smoothest ride and one of the most quiet while still being very quick Hmm. um so you know the uh the upper crust enjoy that because like you know a blimp is pretty quiet by itself um but the more speed you put on the bigger engines you need the louder those engines are and yet somehow this has been designed to be very whisper quiet and so it is a very odd sensation to be watching this um airport drift away further and further from you while feeling like you're not really even moving. Crumpet has his face pressed against the window. Crumpet, you've been in a hot air balloon before. I know, Mr. Percy, but it's so magnificent. This is perhaps the biggest feat of engineering we've ever seen other than the heliolaith which we destroyed. Yes, let's try not to make it too for two, unless we have to. <laughs> Mr. Percy, Jahal can't save me from falling like Uzu can. Oh, who's who can save us all? Uh, well, I, I could just bring you back to life, Crumpet. See? Just scoop Bunny back into the jar. Stop using that analogy. It's a good analogy. <laughs> all right, so you're just on like a, basically like a, a, the exterior walkway. You're in a hallway basically right now. Oh, you do get a, like a sensing, a, a sense of uh, the blackbirds trying to call you. Hello. Right, uh, going to be a bit late. Is that airship still there? No. Oh. Well, um, 
We'll, uh, we'll catch up eventually. Prophet, what direction are we heading? Um, I, I'm not sure, Mr. Percy. Um, we'll have to get a peek at the manifest later. Uh, direction? You know directions. Well, I know, but they could be going in any direction for one particular reason and then change course and later for wind speed variance or... Well, let me put uh, it this way. We're not be going to be going north and then immediately south. <laughs> oh, uh, good point. Um, I suppose we are heading uh, uh, west at the moment. Very good. We're heading west at the moment. Uh, naturally, that can change at any time, but that at least gives you a starting point. Right. Uh, well, we'll finish our business here in Bolentrop and then uh, secure ourselves a balloon. Sound plan. Why were you asking me which direction we were going, Mr. Percy? So the Blackbirds know where to find us. Oh, they didn't make it? No, unfortunately. Oh, no. It's fine. They'll catch up. The birds crumpet. <laughs> I think that's just the, the theme of their, of their thievery group. You but, know, like the pips. Then how do you explain magpie? <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a bird. <laughs> Is that your theory, Mr. Percy, that he's an actual bird? Well, partially. It's a lot more complicated than that. Actually, I have a few different theories. One of them is he is the mind of a bird transmogrified into a, the body of a man. I have another. Uh, he was raised by birds. I refuse to acknowledge a bird-human hybrid, however. That's just outright. Oh, um, okay, Miss Bessie. I didn't know you were so fascinated by him. I like the man. Bird. Whatever. But I don't understand him. All right. Uh, what's the immediate plan? Um, I think first he's gonna. He wants to see if he can get into that suite. All right. So as Percy and Crumpet head along the exterior corridor up towards the luxury decks, we end the episode. Did I do anything that surprised you? Um. No, not really. Although I, I did enjoy, um, I, I enjoyed the, the lies. That was <laughs> You were even expecting the slight re uh, misdirect that Crumpet is also cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, that caught me off guard. I thought you just misspoke. And I was like, oh, no, you did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Percy. You can't trust you with anything. Don't get me wrong. I will call several people cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that one was intentional. Uh, all right. Um, in the meantime, if you are uh, wanting getting a hold of us, you can email us at sillzeropodcast at gmail.com. We're still on Twitter for the moment um, at sillzerochris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. You know where I am. We're also at, well, I'm at Ing Daydreams. He's at the brother Matt One. There's Twitch going on. Twitch.tv slash Daydreams. I've been playing Elden Ring too much. You've also Elden been playing Ring. it without being on stream. Yeah, I know. I, um, I've been playing all sorts of random stuff, so. Yeah, so like log on, check it out, follow what we're doing over there. And then if you want to hear me talk about Elden Ring and all sorts of other things that we've been up to, you can hear it at Chit Chat with Chris and Nat, which is only on the Patreon, patreon.com slash zero. $5 gives you the bonus content. Um, $1 gives you access to the Discord, where you can talk about Taskmaster and look at puppies. Very accurate. <laughs> um, and until next time, 
anything else? I don't think there's anything else. Nah. All right. Until next time, uh, may all of your skies be clear. <laughs>